<laughs> I love Twitter. I I still like it better than Instagram. Well, I feel like the Twitter highlights and insanity always end up on Instagram anyway. So like Diana said, yeah, I, I like a like week got... later. Yeah, but I mean, I also with my job, I live under a rock. So like, what am I going to do? Keep up? <laughs> I get a millennial note from uh, good old Maxwell because, you know, I screenshot my tweets and share them in my stories that he chimes in. You know, you could just do that directly, you know, and I was like, yeah, I just like because I, I didn't know, honestly. <laughs> But, as a, but, as a but I don't need her to come up at me and be asking me shit. And so I was like, no, I just like the ritual of doing it. But then <laughs> today I did it. And I was like, oh, this is lovely. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. Joining me, as always, Max Esposito. Hello, I have lots of fluids. <laughs> lots. Uh, lots of them. Statements without context. We have Diana DeLuna. Oh, hello. No one wants to hear about my fluids. Oh, no one wants to hear about that. Everyone's sick of hearing about my fluids. I mean, how, how are your fluids? Yeah, how is everything? Um, all, all at normal fluidy level. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you, you haven't been annoying with your pregnancy. I mean, every time we've talked about it, I, we've initiated the conversation. Um, and you've never not seemed annoyed once for no. sure. <laughs> <laughs> not once. Excuse never. Me, excuse me. I'm doing shadow research. So I'm trying to, uh, uh, be mindful of when I project. Um, so, uh, I apologize. Is shadow, is shadow I'm research? fascinated with your shadow journey. Is that um? Is that research in the dark? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, um, but no, how I I I would not say that you've been an annoying pregnant woman. Oh well, thank you. You see my birth ball behind me. Yeah. What is the... that? What does that do? It's got like little nipples on it. And um, and has any professional have you asked any professional about the all fours have you even yes yes we went to a birth class and they told me not to be afraid to tell my uh birth team that i will give birth however the fuck i want to so wait no, no what i'm saying is like so going getting around on all fours is better for better. your body that or squatting apparently laying on your back pushes your tailbone forward and makes it harder to push the baby out the only reason that they do that is it's because it's easier for the doctor See, all, to be like all i'm saying pregnant ladies and listen in and get lean in lean in on your big old bellies <laughs> the only reason we walk upright is because a monkey got sassy okay you know that monkey was lgbtq too because that was a stunt standing upright was a stunt and uh, and w when you're carrying something that heavy, you should just let it hang from your body. You should just be hunched over. I would never get out of like that baby yoga position. The whole pregnancy, I just be like feed me through this tube, like mm -hmm. wheel me around. I've been doing a lot of squatting. 
A lot of squatting. So what do you do on that ball? What do you do on that ball? That ball. You like roll your hips and figure eights and you bounce and then you use it to do like downward dog over so that your belly hangs down. Work. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. This is all birth prep shit. Uh, I learned uh, it in the class. Are you ready for that idea? Like, are you going to have, are you going to get the, the, the drugs? Like, what are you, I guess if you're going to be like doing it all squatty, you're not going to yeah, do drugs. Yeah, you need your legs. Yeah. No, we did our, we did our birth plan. So you're having and... a natural childbirth. Is that what you're trying to tell me? You fucking witchy ass. We don't ass. use the word, you don't use the word natural. Every childbirth is natural. I'm having a intervention free birth. <laughs> An organic birth. <laughs> organic <laughs> intervention free non-medicated birth if i can handle it i don't know i'm gonna do with people with degrees say well girl there's a period of time where it's too late so you better oh i know i did put i did put like don't offer it to me even if i start like screaming craziness just don't offer it to me oh my god oh my god oh my god i'm so excited to talk to you about every gross moment um (laughs) hi maxwell hello (laughs) how are you doing I am doing so great. Things feel like they're moving. You know, I'm, you know, three weeks back in from my vacation and I finally feel like whole again and like back in my routine. I was gone for a month. You know what? No, you're right. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was like, oh my God, you needed a break from your vacation. But yeah, I mean, it was an arduous road trip across America. It wasn't, mm-hmm. and it wasn't necessarily a break, but it does feel good to be back in the rhythm of things. I'm working, I'm doing projects, I'm working out again. I got my mile back down under 10 minutes. Things are looking up, but I have to admit, you guys, I've recently relapsed. I recently, I recently stumbled upon something on my Netflix and I recently watched all of Paris Hilton's cooking show. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that. Oh, but wait a minute, wait a minute. You have been, wait a minute. So, okay, Diana, I don't know how familiar you are with this whole, this Paris Hilton nonsense, but Maxwell was like super into Paris for a long, long long time, like my Kardashian into Mm -hmm, Paris. mm -hmm. And then he found out that she was conservative and, uh, and stuck up for Donald Trump. And so, uh, well, so does Kim Kardashian. Well, well, I mean, we didn't get into that, but so, uh, but he canceled her, he canceled her. And this was like in 2016, he canceled her. Mm -hmm. And uh, I felt personally victimized. And you would still angry tweet her whenever she tried to be cute. Like you would I be- I still do sometimes. You'd be like, be yeah, honest. Paris, you suck. Um, but wait, what is True. this? Why, why, why did you relapse? What happened? Well- um, And was because, it worth it? Um, because actually the first episode was with Kim and I really just wanted to watch it. I was Because just- Kim used to clean her closets. Um, <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, and they did their I mean, show shit. together- I was there. I watched every, all of it. I'm not wrong about that, right? Um, No. I mean, it wasn't necessarily cleaning. It was she organized and then resold her clothes on eBay for her. That was the business that Kim did for her and lots of other famous people. Got it. Got it. So, but it was actually, yeah, it was totally worth it. It was really great. I mean, if Paris Hilton is going to be doing something to entertain us, I think it should be that. Like, she didn't know what tongs were. Like she literally couldn't like figure out what, like she kept calling them the wrong thing. And Kim was like, you mean tongs? 
Um, there's a part where she does, she makes tacos with Sweetie, the rapper. And Sweetie kept saying that she was like, yeah, this is rich bitch shit. And Paris was like, I love that you say that. I never say I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, I have a question. Then why is Paris canceled, but but Kim is not canceled? Because she's also a conservative. Um, No, Kim, so the, Tony, she voted for Donald Trump. Paris Hilton did. She did not. She did not vote for Mm, Donald Trump. mm. She met with him for criminal justice reform. But as a person who's watched every episode of that show, those girls definitely seem to lean liberally. Didn't you see her Instagram post on election day where she was wearing all red and then she got shit for it and she switched it to black and white? Um, I actually unfollowed her during the election. So I actually wasn't, mm, I didn't really, no, if you don't see it, <laughs> um, you know, but I wasn't going to so, like sit there and like watch this girl act a fool while her like husband, who is a mentally ill person of color, like, you know, run for office and interfere with the election. So I wasn't going to sit there and watch her condone that. So I unfollowed her. Oh, that's right. He ran for president. I forgot about that. Um, I but, think she uh, did too. She ran for president. No, I think she forgot that he ran for president too, because she was not posting anything about his his presidential run. No, she didn't, because she knew better. Because that's crazy talk. I mean, yeah, that's, that's 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 that is not. Yeah, but um, no, you guys should definitely watch Paris Hilton's cooking show. It is very funny. Her Kathy Hilton does an episode, like they do an episode with Kathy Hilton. Who yeah, how much cooking is that have those two women done in their lives? Honestly, like let's be real uh none and it's yeah. really funny i mean paris looks up all the recipes her like it's like in this it's very funny but kathy hilton just eats caviar the whole time that she is <laughs> is on in the episode with paris it's very good uh, i did read a headline that was like paris hilton's cooking show is about so much more than cooking and i was like oh intrigued yeah <laughs> uh, i actually thought it was a lot about cooking i think that's interesting that they said it wasn't it was mostly about cooking more than cooking is what they said more than cooking like it was cooking and more than cooking like right yeah. when you say oh, when no, you say I, really think, I think it was really just cooking okay <laughs> i'll take your and, word and for rich, it and rich bitch shit i'm not sure that it's going to be on my watch list but if i stumble across that you know it's um, great to put on while you make dinner like is just it, get real you know, is it though yeah it feel it's like filler a filler show you know you peek up every time you're like watching that you're stirring a little bit and you look up and you just watch paris like poor pasta I mean, <laughs> say things like for the she, first time. Oh wait, she also she wears these gloves, and they're called living gloves. And I, th- me and my friends think that it is actually to cover the fact that her hands look really old because she'll cook all these things in these living gloves, and they're not cooking gloves; they are like leather biker gloves, and like lace gloves. Oh and she's like cooking in them, and she's like, "These are my slive gloves. I'm sliving." Wow, I think slipping? I'm enabling this fucking relapse right now with all this time that I let <laughs> you spend on it. But uh, I because you do seem kind of junky again. Oh, it was it was a nice run. Your sobriety was a nice run. Um, I think I took up just as much time as Diana. <laughs> <laughs> um well i bought a bong so that's that's my Your midlife crisis bong yeah i feel like because you know i i haven't like i mean the only time i think i've done bong rips is like a, i mean 
your house maybe if i've been to your place maybe but like it, it hasn't you been, have been here but, <laughs> <laughs> but but yes i i uh i uh bought a bong from the smoke shop by me and I love. she's a beaut like she's mm-hmm. just lovely i just i just enjoy it uh although the problem with being a habitual weed smoker and just liking to, to breathe smoke like constantly i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know bong hits or something i should be doing all day <laughs> I mean, now that I've stepped away for a while, I realize how intense bong rips really are. And I feel like that's the last progression back in for me. Oh my God, I want to be in the room when you take your first bong hit after you eject that child. It's going to be, I think I'm going to start with edibles. Oh my God. I I need to bring you some. I actually want to bring you some as a push gift from me to you. I hate the name of that. I hate the name of a push gift. I don't like it. I I think that there, I think there should be different names like the naturally expel it. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, uh, (laughs) Intervention free. I no, I like push gift. I like it a lot. I want to give you a push gift. I'm sorry it's not a new Bugatti like Ty- Travis Scott <laughs> got uh, Kylie Jenner, but I'm gonna try. Wow. I'm gonna some cookies. Wow. I think we'll do right. I think cookies will be perfect. Yeah, great. Perfect. We'll, and I'm so excited to try edibles like completely free of any THC in my body. I really, I, I feel like then I will, I wish you had a Yelp page so I could give you like a full paragraph review <laughs> of your cookies. <laughs> Like this is exactly how I felt. I um, wish I had collected screenshots of all the messages people wrote me afterward that were like, I fell asleep with like a pint of ice cream on the couch or whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, guys, this is our last show for a month. We're going to go on um, a hiatus uh, for summer break, although we've all done our vacations already. Um, uh, We need a break, but also big news, big news, ladies and gentlemen, because when we come back in October for our eighth year of the Tony Soto Show, that will in fact be the last year of the weekly podcast version of the Tony Soto Show. We are calling it quits. We are done. Um, So our last show will be next September, next August. Yeah, the end of next August. Yeah. The end of next August. This time next year. This time next year. Yeah. um, We'll be done. How do y'all feel about that? That's what we should call this season. This time next year. (laughs) This time next year. We won't be here. Yeah, this time (laughs) next year. Um, uh, We're going to get one good year in because we want to see exactly how hard parenting is for Diana. So, (laughs) but but overall, how do y'all feel about uh, it being the last year? Um, I mean, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's time. Is it time? Is that what people say? This, I mean, you've had they, a great run. They Wait, say, yeah. they say quit while you're still having fun with it. Right. And I have other logs in the fire that I'd like to tend to. And, uh, this show I've been doing for, it'll be eight years, almost every week. Uh, and it's a lot of work, you know, it's a lot of work yeah. to self-produce and, um, yeah, it's time. And uh, it's been great. And we have so many more shows left. So uh, 
let's continue with this one. And uh, don't worry, we'll milk this hole. It's our last year until the end, we promise. Uh, we'll be right we back. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you quit Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> with like a New Year's Eve ball drop a t- countdown for when oh you were my. gonna delete it and then you still deleted it a week early. <laughs> I did. Yeah, well, I wanted to be drama. All right, we are back with the show and listeners. Our guest today is an independent filmmaker, location scout who has worked on projects like People v. O.J. Simpson, John Wick 3, and 911. He is currently finishing his most recent short film, Playdate, a gay comedy set in kinky hookup culture. Let's give it up for Jack Denny. Hi, Jack. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me on, guys. So wait, let's, let's start with Project Scout. Does that mean you're going to all these locations, finding out where these people are going to like film and whether or not it's good places? Yeah, so essentially um, I've been doing that ever since I graduated college back in like 2013. I fell into it because I majored in film production with a minor in legal studies just to make my parents mm. happy. Um, oh, you have like a backup. Legal smart. studies is a smart thing to like get into mm-hmm. though. Well, it was also the e- so much. Yeah, it was the easiest minor to complete at Ithaca because there was like no prereqs required. <laughs> Ithaca, where? Yeah. where's Ithaca? Uh, upstate New York. So Not, it's okay. like, yeah, 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 it's where Cornell is. But I went to the like bastard redheaded stepchild art school like across the hill. Oh, you wanted to zip zap zap. You were yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'll yeah. I'll do the legal stuff, but damn it, I want to maybe put on a little eyeliner on stage absolutely but no so yeah I I fell into that and yeah essentially my job is a glorified event planner so I go find these locations I show them to the director I'm like which one do you want to go to and he's like I'll let's say the director's like I like location B so I'm like okay great even though most of the time they pick the worst one to like have to permit out but once they pick the location I permit it I figure out where we're going to park trucks the bathroom where people are going to stand etc etc really glamorous work oh absolutely like but, I love that like like glamour yeah I mean but super important like I mean yeah. if, if you don't if you weren't there there'd be a lot of shit that was fucking you know shitty I, yeah, I mean, like, it's sometimes mind-blowing because I started doing this when I was 24 and I'm 31 now, and I'll have, like, producers that are, like, three times my age just be like, hey, can we do this? And I'm like, uh, I guess so. <laughs> sure, I mean, it must pay you well enough to stick around doing that, like. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm union, so luckily it's like I don't have to really fight for my wages. I can just, like, go to a show that will pay me a certain amount or whatnot, and then, um, the health insurance is great. I love it. Yep, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm we having love. a baby on that MPI health insurance. Oh, heck so. yeah. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, everything's covered. Diana, what, <laughs> is, what does Mason do again? Uh, Mason is a uh, union set dresser and prop master. That's oh, right. That's okay, right. cool. Yeah. yeah. So same thing. We don't have to worry about his wages. He always makes a certain amount. Yeah. Good health insurance. Yeah. You know. And it, it's nice too, because like so there are three tiers of wages in my job. And so let's say I'm on a tier one show, like the lowest amount. And then someone from a tier three show calls and it's just like, hey man, or new boss, like I'm gonna go to the higher paying wage. Peace out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and most of the time they're just mm-hmm. like and everyone with understands. You. Yeah. They're just yeah, like exactly. taking with you. <laughs> so Jack, where are you from originally? Uh originally I'm from, well. 
I was born in upstate New York and then was raised in Fairmont, West Virginia before finally moving to my parents' hometown in um, Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Oh, shit. So East Coast all the Mm -hmm. way. Um, And that's where you are currently, right? Because you mentioned something about a hurricane. Oh, yeah. I So after a year and a half of like being stuck in LA, I decided to take the month of August off for like a little East Coast excursion. So I'm currently in Fort Greene, Brooklyn, in my family friend's place, staying with them until next Tuesday, and then I fly back to LA. What brought you out to LA? Well, I'm assuming the film career is what brought you out to LA, but, but obviously, were there more things that brought you out to LA? Well, so I, when I was in high school, I applied to USC being like, I want to go there so badly. And then I got rejected and was like, oh my God, the world's ending. (laughs) And so when I went to Ithaca, part of the reason why I picked Ithaca College is they had to spend a semester in LA program. So I just went out second semester, my senior year, took some classes and interned. And I was still on the fence, but at the end of it, I was like, you know, there's no winter here. It's kind of sunny. The men are really hot and all my stuff's here. So I might as well stay. And that's kind of how it happened. Oh, the men are hot here, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. All of that is true. All of that is true. Uh, They're hot, but they kind of make you feel ugly. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, but, but keeps you on your toes, right? Keeps yeah, you, you have to stay inspired. Keeps, keeps you on your toes. Is that, is that what we say to each other? Well, when, so when anyone asks me what's it like living in West Hollywood, I always say it's like an adult nightmare version of Mean Girls every day. Oh my God, and you <laughs> live in West Hollywood. Jesus, yeah. that must, you come to the East Side an awful lot for someone who lives in West Hollywood, bless you. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I'm the type that, like, sometimes I feel like I can't sit still. Like, You I can host or travel. Is that the way you're, is that your zhuzh? Yeah, I mean, like, even though I got a roommate, we're very sex positive. So I'm always just like, whatever's easiest for you, man. Like, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> oh, so you Love had that. someone to isolate with during COVID, at least? Um, yeah, well, I mean, like, so for the first two months, I was living in my one bedroom in Santa Monica because I was supposed oh to back Oh, my God. What are you just yeah. trying to be away from everybody always? Like, I'm, oh, God, I'm like such a freak. Nice. <laughs> no, yeah, but... Santa Monica is nice. But like, what would you fall for? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's cheap. You know, it's not like these people who like fall into the valley, you know, when they because re- they shop on Craigslist for apartments like Santa Monica is out of the way. Well, I used to like, so long story short, I used to live in Venice. I actually moved to New York for a year and a half in the summer of 2017 and then moved back in 2019 and was like, oh, I love the West Side. I'm not a WeHo gay. And then like within three weeks, I'm like in West Hollywood every fucking weekend. <laughs> yeah, there's no gay scene in fucking Santa Monica. Oh, dude, there is, but it's all like tech bros who are DL masked, mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah. Oh, I'm not trying to fuck a DL nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you better... it, yeah, it's like having vanilla ice cream every fucking day for dinner, but like, so I was supposed to backpack Europe in April of 2020 and then COVID, so I got stuck in my apartment for two extra months and then moved into WeHo with my roommate, and yeah, we quarantined together and didn't kill each other, it was great. Oh my god. Love oh that. My god. Oh my yeah. god. Um, I ran into some uh some wonderful folks who have always supported Learn the Words Bitch and everything that I've done at Precinct. And they were like, Yeah, we just bought a camper and we've been staying at like gay campgrounds all throughout COVID. Like they're like, we can all work, we work can work remotely. And uh, they're like, that's what we did the whole pandemic. They had like the best pandemic. When they were telling me about it, I was like, that sounds great. Um Anyway, Jack, so, but you are a freelance filmmaker 
And um, let's talk about play date because this is a short that you created. Um, tell us about it. Tell us about play date. So essentially, yeah, I'm, I've always wanted to direct. That's been my dream of dreams ever since I was shown Tim Burton's Batman for the first time at five years old. Is that the one and with the nipples? Was that the one with the nipples? No, that came later. So Batman <sighs> was Michael Keaton and that made me realize I want to be a filmmaker. Batman and Robin was nipples and then I realized I was gay. So it was kind of just like <laughs> Batman was my journey. Um, and, and so like, I didn't come out of the closet until I was like 25 and it was by <gasps> half a late in life homosexual. Yeah. It was all because of Brexit. I was in London and some guy kissed me on a dare. And next thing you know, I was like, holy fuck. I'm you got kissed on it. Okay. Wait, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. We have, we have to, I love this. that. We have to pack. You were in London when you were 25. Yeah, and break and, and, and before that time, you were straight. You identified as a heterosexual person, um, uh, making out with ladies. But then yes. some, some guy kissed you on a dare, and that was that was es the trigger. Essentially, yeah, because we were pre gaming for the club in the hostel bar, and this one girl, because like there was a bunch of British army men who were twenty years old, got their first tour. Oh, they were fucking jacked. Buff, I love it. Yeah. 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 Drinking Jack and Coke buckets to themselves. And then they started making out with one another. And I'm like, what? And they're like, oh, that's that's so American of you to be like, that's gay. And I'm like, yeah. mm. this is what we do. It's just natural. <laughs> yeah. So I told the girl, I told the girl I was with, um, I've never kissed a boy and I never will because irony's not dead. Did you say it like that? Because yes, girl, she's oh, yeah. gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so as and she immediately screams, the Americans never kissed a boy before. And I'm like, bitch, you're from Rochester. Like, don't, don't single me out. And I turned around as all of them were going, what? And one of them, before I could even do anything, just like basically like jumped through his friends, grabbed my face and planted one on me. And like five seconds later, I push him off and he screams, I stole the Yanks cherry. And they all like cheers each other. And at that moment, I was like, wow. So um, I'm definitely gay. Um, that's, that's, that's real. And wow. yeah, I've been living it ever since. Wow. But wait, honestly, you yeah. didn't, did you not know before where you so fucking would do is, but you were quiet about it. I was definitely, I was more of the asshole who was like, I don't have time today. I'm going to focus on my career. And then like, oh no. You know, and then, so you weren't even getting like any kind of play on the DL as a youth. Mm -mm. Nope. Wow. And it's like, I went to like one of the most liberal leaning colleges ever. And I still like refused to even experiment. So I was just like, it was a whole mess. My therapist loves it because like, it's a mind. Oh my God. Like, I love it. Do you hear how quiet I am? I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listening. I'm like, is that true? Because I mean, I mean, as an OG, which is obviously gay for a very long time. I mean, I was doing what I could to get laid. I could not imagine um <laughs> yeah so but ever since ever since i was real with myself it's been great ever uh since then so she came she became gay and then, so then she's like i want to make movies i want to be a big old gay movie maker <laughs> essentially yeah because like before i came out i still like made a couple shorts on the side um and they were like kind of genre but they were just very hollow for my own personality because like yeah, sure. I got to like make a horror movie and make like a drama about a poker game, but it just felt very surface value or surface level. And so um, after coming out, I kind of explored around, you know, the highs and lows of being gay, especially a new gay. And then um, when the American terrorists stormed the Capitol in January, 
I was so stressed out that I was like, I just, I'm going to binge watch RuPaul's Drag Race from like episode one, season one, and just go because the world sucks. And I think it was that renewed sense of like being forced to watch these like gay men and queer people like push themselves to the creative limits every week for like, or every day for like weeks straight. It renewed that sense of like, oh, I moved out to LA to try to tell stories, not like work in fucking locations for the rest of my life where people don't know what I do, but yell at me every day. So I kind of was like, you know what? My goal was, I want to be the Steven Soderbergh of gay genre movies. So, and I was like, well, and so I was debating like going to like grad school next year, like either AFI or USC. Um, That's still kind of rough if I'm going to or not, but regardless I had to make a short for the application which is how Playdate was born Um, because as someone who wants to do genre I really wanted to with a 10 minute limit tell a horror movie that wasn't actually horror but like emotional horror essentially Um, because I felt that at this point in my life one thing as a new gay was that I was having a hard time showing my vulnerability um, because I went from being kind of the token gay of a friend group to then going to West Hollywood and like Hell's Kitchen. Just being, being just like every other queen, huh? Yeah. Just being another bitch at the bar, taking up fucking elbow space. Exactly. Trying to get that. Welcome photo, home, like, queen. Welcome <laughs> home. Yeah. And <laughs> so I felt like I was hiding more behind anxieties and vulnerability. So I wanted to make a movie about what happens when gays or well gays especially but like anyone could feel that way of like what happens when you show your vulnerability face value how does that make you act interact and react to people around you um and so that's why I was just like okay what is something that could for like really push someone to the edge of their vulnerabilities and comfortabilities within 10 minutes and I was like kinky role play that seems like you know crazy enough and then um yeah so that's kind of how Playdate was born uh, what are your intentions with that? Like, what are you going to so, do? Because if it was for uh, uh, an application, and now what are you going to do with it? Um, honestly, I'm just going to throw it at every single gay film festival there is in America and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, let them know. I mean, I just went to Outfest and I saw things. I saw homosexual stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I kind of want to keep going with this where it's just like, I have two music videos that me and my cinematographer are going to do in February, January and February. One is my ode to drag queens and one is just like um, about, you know, basically it's about this guy whose husband dies and right before he goes into the funeral, they dance around like the mortuary in Altadena. So it's about like, you know, love being transcended, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. But um, I'm actually writing a script for a short we're going to film next November. And it's a horror movie that explores the nightmares of an insecure gay man who's hit rock bottom. Oh my God. So yeah. do you need me to give you some notes? Like, <laughs> would you like me to be the dramaturg or whatever? What is it I about mean, horror? What is it about horror for you? Like, Well, it's, I think horror for me- Hiding from is, what you're scared from? What is it? So I think it's like, it, like I want to do genres across the board. Like I have a heist movie that I want to do and like a war and a sci-fi, but horror I feel like is a really good first step into genre filmmaking, especially for me because- my favorite horror movies aren't the slashers or the gross out like gory ones but the stories that understand that like a horror movie is still an emotional journey like someone still starts out in a place that they think they're comfortable in gets forced to confront something and then become someone different at the end 
just that that of driving emotion in the movie is fear. So I really like playing with that idea because I feel that there are things that we all fear every day, whether it be like something minuscule to, you know, paying a bill or like meeting someone new to like something bigger, like new job, new apartment, new, new city that like, as long, if you can, if you can tap into that fear, even though you're speaking to a direct audience, it can really be a broad like invitation to anyone to watch it. Well, Jack, I'm going to tell you, I'm intrigued um, uh, with the mind of a late in life homosexual who <laughs> didn't kiss a boy till they were 25. I am. I am. I want to see the kinds of fucked up things that you would make. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll try. Well, hopefully I can live up to it because one thing I love doing is make fucked up shit. <laughs> well, stay tuned, everyone. Jack is on the prowl. She's making some gay things. She wants to be seen. She wants to be represented. So she's making some shit for you. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we have our listener questions of the week. We'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. All right. We are back with the show. And listeners, don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. We want to hear your questions, concerns, comments, critiques, or compliments. Uh, and we can read it on the show. All you have to do is go to the TonySotoShow.com. And it's right there at the top. It says, leave a message for Tony Soto, which is moi. And uh, who's going to kick us off for uh, the first time this week? And that's going to be me. And this is from Anon, Anonymous. Uh, I got a break, breakout COVID infection, and I'm so tired of hearing people say that it's like a bad cold. No, it's like a really bad flu. I was sick for two and a half weeks and haven't gotten my taste and smell back fully. Stop trying to make your experience the norm because you were downplaying a very deadly infection and you should really be mindful of that. Are they telling us to stop? No. I, no, couldn't be. No, I no. mean that's maybe maybe he's that's a general in, to yeah, the, I, mean, I, yeah. I think it's a general uh, stop, you fuckers. You know, I think it's a general. Yeah, because oh, I saw, I saw, I, I saw Diana get a little offended there at the end. I was like, I don't like when people tell me to be mindful of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what do you think about a, this? Are you fully vaccinated? Are you an anti-vaxxer? Have you gotten a breakthrough case? What's have you ever had COVID? What's the story? Oh. Oh my God. I got the vaccine the second I was available to like March 13th. I was like, I'm a huge hypochondriac and I fear needles, but I was like rolling up the sleep. Like, let's go shoot me up. Um, I have not. Dude, you're a good a read, aren't you? I can tell you have, you have, you've got demons and I want to know them. <laughs> well, it's also like, I haven't gotten a breakthrough infection, but I'm surprised I haven't gotten it only because working on film sets around all these people, like it's bound to happen eventually, but I don't know. I've dodged bullets left and right. So I think that, I mean, well, no, I've heard, I've heard talk about certain sets, but you would think that the, the amount of money they lost over the last year that they would be on the up and up the most they can. Uh, what do you think about this Diana? Uh, well, my husband just left a big film set or a big uh, show because they just kept having, uh, outbreaks and uh it was really scary and yeah no i'm gonna be so pissed if at this point i get a breakout infection i'm gonna be oh. so mad also we just found out i have to give birth with a mask on oh, because yeah. because covid's so bad right now and if either one of us tests positive for covid when we check into the hospital they are separating the baby from us until we set we test negative oh fuck that which like is very i mean, I mean it yeah, makes sense it but, makes sense right? yeah. but it's like thanks guys thanks 
Oh, like the, the I was like, who? Us? Yeah, we could be over The general, you be guys, mindful. got it, got it, got it. Be mindful. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell, what do you think about breakthrough infections and it just being a cold? Um, I mean, no, I've heard people getting very, very sick. So like people that are like YOLOing and not getting tested regularly and like going into large spaces, like a lot, like, I mean, just, I mean, done telling people what to do, but be careful. I'm so done. Like this, this has been, this this horse has been beaten at this point. It's like what they said, like, I think I heard on the news, 85 million people haven't been vaccinated in this country. And I'm just like, I'm like. But, but that number could go lower. Like, come on, let's just let them. I mean, I'm going to, I'll stay home. Honestly, I go, I go out when I need to go out. Like I'll go into public situations if I'm, if I'm working and getting paid, but like overall she's home. I don't want, I don't want to experience a bad cold or a bad flu. All sounds bad to me. I don't like I don't allergies. really know the difference between the two. So yeah. like, <laughs> I get angry also, when I get allergies, you know? Did you read that people who've had um, COVID are experiencing symptoms of early Alzheimer's? Oh, well, I mean, dementia is just on its way. I feel it. <laughs> well, it makes sense that if it's affecting your smell and your taste, that it's affecting you neurologically. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Because they're all the same, you know, center of your brain. See, I don't want to lose my taste. I don't lose my taste. Oh, no. Sorry, guys. Um, anyway, let's move on. Who's next? No more COVID infection stories questions. I think that should be a new rule for our last season. Got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not even going to talk about it next year. It's going to be like we beat it. We, I mean, <laughs> we could still talk about it, but the whole like, I got to break. Not a word, Maxwell. Not a okay. word. Sorry. Let me go back to James. James writes, Hi, Tony Soto Show. I am born and raised in Tennessee, but I turned 22 and I'm ready to move west. Any advice on the LA, uh, on an LA bound country boy? Uh, first of all, I hope you left before yesterday because they got a lot of weather there. Um, uh, Jack, advice to people: Don't, don't come here. There's other, st- there's other, there's other progressive cities that you can. Seats live. taken. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But if you desperately need to come here, the worst time to move is January first and June first. So come here February. To- is that true? February- is that because everyone's doing it then? Yeah, because January and when I go location scouting, we tend to avoid neighborhoods like June and January as best we can because January first, everyone's like New Year, New Me. <laughs> And then June 1st is like all the college kids are like done with school and moving into new places. So do October to December or February to April. Yeah. And Atlanta. Yeah. And don't bring COVID. That's plenty of room for you. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's fine, but it's close, you know, and it's progressive. I, I don't know. Like everyone, that's the whole like, uh, Republican talking point right now is everyone's leaving LA. And I was like, I wish like, honestly, like, oh, that's yeah. good. What, uh, Diana, what do you think about? Um, I don't like to tell people how nice it is here. I yeah. like to let I like to just let them believe uh, their stereotypes. I mean, it's about not. Los we're Angeles. running out of water. No, like, it's terrible. We're running out it's of water. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fucking. It's drying up, and we have a smoke. Everything's warning on today. fire. Everything's you know, on fire. Yeah, we have a smoke it's, warning, and the, and the fires aren't even near us. Like that's how crazy it is here. Don't move here. It's it's falling out into the ocean. Maxwell, what do you think? Um, I think you should move here. I think Tennessee is actually a very scary place. And if you listen to this show, I'm assuming you're probably kind of gay. So you should definitely get out of Tennessee. 
Um, I'll give you good advice. Um, get have a car, and like two thousand dollars. Like, I mean, don't think you like don't overthink it. I feel like people that like have plans or like people that end up holding themselves up and staying stuck. So real, you know, like I don't know. You should just pull the band aid. Because if you keep making up, well, when I have, when I have, you'll just never leave. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right. Let me. But I guess also don't move here because it's going to fall into the ocean. Yeah. Come on. Let's be honest. We're running out of water. There, there's no water. Well, I got to say, when I saw a, hurric- a fucking hurricane on Saturday, I was like, oh, wait, what's rain like again? <laughs> well, that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. What do you prefer, rain or fucking scorching hell heat? What I mean, it's going to be it's going to be tank girl here soon. So mm-hmm. let's just be. And true. I got my best Daisy Dukes ready to fucking go for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to wrap up the show. And I hope the name is real with Bambi. Uh, it says hi to you all. I'm a 40 year old ex raver and on a grand scale, pretty sober. I'm also a mother of two asshole teens over COVID money was very tight and myself and a few neighborhood moms decided to start dumpster diving as a way to supplement some needs. I, I felt weird at first, but when I realized the great shit you can find from food to household appliances and more, I was hooked. Long story short, my kids found out and they are being dicks. They are too big for good, or they are too big for a good shake. Um, uh, They were happy when they were eating, not looking for advice, just want to hear you shit on kids. Sorry, Diana. (laughs) Oh, Diana. Can't, I can't wait until he just, just doesn't care is mean to me until he's mean to me can't wait till he's mean to you you know i can't wait till he's like you know what uncle tony and fucking diana and i'll be like you know what i know um that uncle tony (laughs) you heard me um uh how do you feel about that diana that's a good motherly story something you got to prepare for listen if you're only having but but you know you know, you don't have to tell your kids everything. Also, <laughs> I'm a big believer in that. You know, it's none of their business where their food is coming from. <laughs> it's not, it could be coming from OnlyFans. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's none of your business. Just eat uh, it. OnlyFans. <laughs> well, not for long. <laughs> You know it about things. See, you're still hit, mom. Uh, Jack, what do you think about dumpster diving? Jack, have you heard of it? Do you know about it? Well, first of all, there's just so much to unpack in that like little paragraph she wrote. Um, second of all, I want to know about this ex-rave life. Like, that's great. But yeah, I used to dumpster dive when I was in high school for like shits and giggles. Um, Did and you really? Yeah, I mean, when you grow up in Pennsylvania in the backwoods, like, what else was there really to do? You know, like, you can, like, drink at the farmhouse or you can just, like, go cow tipping, like, A or B. So we would do pretty much everything. Did you just but... hear every word he said? <laughs> did, you, did you hear that whole st- That was, like, amazing. What did you do? <laughs> you can drink at the farmhouse or you can go cow tipping. And that was authentic talk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you would always like the high school parties were either at like someone's like family farmhouse or like in the woods and like at a bonfire. And then like, eventually, how were you not sucking crazy dick? I would have been sucking. That was literally like, I grew up in a town of 8,000, just sucking dick. Like, what do you mean? 
There I, was you, dick there. I promise you there was dick there, Jack. There was I so know. much. So I know. There's so many things I would do if I could go back in time. But <laughs> going back to Bambi, um, yeah, I don't want kids. I respect you, Diana, for having a kid in 2021. Like that, I and I couldn't even. Yeah, like, literally, all the warning signs are there, and she's still like, "Yeah, it's cool." But <laughs> I don't even think I would make a movie with a child actor because I would just get too annoyed with them on set and be like, "Either say your lines, or you're not getting another Dunkaroo." Like, oh God, I don't have you're time a, you're this. a what? First of all, you're a kid shaker. And <laughs> for, sure, for sure, you're an arm grabber for sure. I guess I can feel it. Maxwell, what do you think about dumpster diving, Maxwell? Okay, I actually watched this thing on Hulu where these two people went, I want to say it was a whole year without purchasing food. And they literally only dumpster dived and like found people on Craigslist that were like moving and needed somebody to just take all the food in their house. And they found so much food and saw like it basically just exposed how much food people just throw out. They said that they found like a where like a shipping yard that literally just would throw out like defects but it's like the grocery store defects so it was like she's like would then what ended up happening was is they turned into food hoarders because they would find so these, much the abundance yeah, no, like no she <laughs> the abundance. Like, they, they literally found somebody like they had dropped like a, t- a crate of mayonnaise and so like a couple of them like a couple of them cracked so they threw them all out so there were just like these giant, like Costco sized things of mayonnaise. And she was like, this is jars and jars of food. So she ended up taking it. So I say go off X raver for dumpster diving. Yeah, girl, I mean, everything's a scam. Take what you can. Fucking they, the world they is said, on fire. They gave themselves like one, like one purchase a month. Like they were allowed like in emergencies and they ended up not using like any of them. They wow. like, I, I want, once I get the name, I'll drop it in our group chat, but it was really interesting to watch this family just like straight up, just go into people's houses and clean their fridges out for them. Hmm. Like it was crazy. I mm-hmm. loved it. So go off X raver, fuck your kids. Yeah. Don't listen to them. <laughs> Tell yeah. them you're going to take, this is, this is what's kept me from ever wanting to breathe is that I know I was terrible at any age going from like probably 10 and on you know what I mean like unbearable probably a real dick so um I don't even I mean granted I did uh have a baby and my wonderful baby mamas will have to deal with that but (laughs) it was a gift um uh, until she runs away to tank girl country to live with you (laughs) i mean here's the thing i'll i'll be there i'll be there to be like yeah your mom's i know i know i know you know i'm that gal as i pull my my (laughs) headphone wire like it's my hair uh, <laughs> did you have fun again i had a fun had on a the tony Soto show yeah this was my first podcast experience ever so it was quite fun oh my goodness i can't believe it you did good you did Thank good you. you did well i hope more people want to talk to you um tell people where they can find you on the social media um don't look at me on facebook i don't even have one anymore i don't think you can find me i guess on instagram at jack underscore art underscore denny just because my middle name is arthur i'm not a douchebag um and jack arthur denny my goodness there's money in that tree (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then um hopefully i don't know maybe one day 
But yeah, I'll have my short play date up there probably around mid-October. Please watch it. Tell me how much you love or hate it, and I will probably buy you a beer. Oh, look at that. She wants the feedback, y'all. Let her know. Uh, Diana DeLuna. Well, I'm taking a little month break from social media as well. So to just get my mind right. Um, But you could find me on Goodreads. (laughs) Reading books. (laughs) I mean, and I would imagine you're mentally preparing right now. Yeah, yeah. And there's so much just negativity. I just have to block it all out for a I'm couple I'm sorry. Weeks. I'm trying to check it. I'm trying to check it. Diana, <laughs> I might sign up for Goodreads just so I could follow you because I feel I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. But it's I am reading a lot of books about murder, though. So. Oh, even better. Like, <laughs> right up my alley. Yeah, the, I'm going to be in the one fan. Yeah, the world is scary, but you could just read about murder victims. That's great. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Really uh, easy way to bring you at peace. You have it better yeah, than they sure. did. You know what I mean? Uh, Maxwell. Maxwell, did you just do the Italian hand? I love that. <laughs> did you just, I just um, saw, it was so natural and wonderful. Um, hello, and authentic. Uh, Esposito. Just so everybody knows, the documentary is called Just Eat It, a way, a food waste story. It's on Hulu and it's only an hour and 13 minutes. So y'all should oh, watch nice. it. Yeah. Um, time. Yeah. And what am I doing? Okay. You can catch me on Instagram at Maxwell Esposito. We have a learn the words coming up after Labor Day. That's in two weeks from now. I the thought sixth. it was. Yeah, I thought it was this coming Monday, but it is actually not. This is, yeah. Um, you can listen to me on Wanna Be On Top. Wait, who are our Pens- judges? You can't just say it not to tell our judges. You, sh- you usually do that part, but I could tell them it's Casey yeah. Ortiz and- um, Ever Maynard, of course. And um, yeah, that's it. Just, I'm done. You could take over now, Tony. <laughs> what are you going to say you're doing since I just announced- Well, I have a lot, actually. Oh, so, great, great. you know, well, first, let's start with, if you like the Tony Soto Show, then please subscribe to it, like the show, rate it, leave a comment. We only have uh, one year left, and then we're done. We're done. It's over. Um, also, I do the Gay Power Half Hour Anywhere Podcaster stream with my good Judy Casey Lye, so tune into that. Um, Saturday, August 28th. Is DTLA Proud? And I'm going to be hosting main stage from 5 to 9.30 with my good Judy oh, cool. Pinche Queen. So come out to that. Like, they're going to have Summer Tramp. They're going to have like all these queer vendors. It's going to, they're back. They put this together in such a short amount of time. I cannot wait to be back at DTLA Proud's uh, queer festival downtown. And also on the 29th, I'm going to be hosting with Meatball at Precinct for Box Stars, which is the next search for the next go go person at Precinct. So it's like a competition. So go go folks come, you get fake money. If you like them, you give them the fake money. The one with the most fake money. Uh, wins and they win like I think $300 so they're walking out with more than I'm making um, <laughs> I'm the Tony Soto Show on literally everything that is Instagram Twitter and Venmo so uh, catch me there support me wherever and uh, we'll be back in October so bye Yay. bye, bye. bye.